Hey, I'm Dan. I have Bernie with me. We are starting a new podcast. What are we calling this podcast, Bernie? I believe after much debate, we settled on idea of the week. Idea of the week. I like that. That works. That's simple. It's straightforward. Um, So our our concept here is me and Bernie have great long conversations about uh, different business ideas that pop into our head. And we figured we have these conversations, we have great ideas, and then we forget about them by the next time we have a phone call. So we figured that we would record these podcasts to sort of document our brilliant uh, ideas uh, that pop into our heads as we as we talk about new business concepts new business ideas uh and stuff new opportunities really opportunities to make money or create create something new um is that that's a good summary you think right why do you want to do podcast yeah so the the reason that we decided on a podcast is that over many years now we've really always talked about these new ideas and we always have this really creative spirit in our conversations and as time has passed we've seen others act on some of these types of ideas not saying that they were only our ideas but ultimately just capturing what we're talking about is going to be really helpful to us and hopefully entertaining for some others because there's some crazy ideas that we have some not so crazy some in between but i think between you and me it's going to just be a great great thing to have yeah absolutely and one of them might catapult into a real business we don't know there's a potential there's also some we probably don't want to talk about on the podcast (laughs) sometimes sometimes (laughs) you get too creative too out there Um, but one of the ideas that we had, we had talked about, I don't know when this was, it felt like maybe like a month ago or like a month and a half ago. Uh, yep. the concept was we were talking, I work in sort of logistics now for a small startup. And I'm always talking about and thinking about the last mile solution, which is essentially how do you get a package to the customer? It's that last mile. It's like the biggest, one of the biggest hurdles for logistics, just in terms of efficiency, costs, uh, and customer experience. And the idea, I think it popped into your head about using uh, this free space that exists uh, in terms of just cargo going back and forth it's a very obvious thing that you can do so what is it what's the idea yeah so uh, you know seconding the whole last mile issue and having grown up in the city for the past 20 years you see that all these cars are driving incredibly predictable distances and routes every day people are coming and going to and from work And essentially, when you really think about it, I think maybe like one fourth to one fifth of a car's length is probably made up of its trunk space. However, the majority of people who are going to and from work aren't actually utilizing that trunk space, right? Like people aren't like driving around with a bunch of luggage as if like they have like these go bags. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which could potentially be another idea. But there's just inefficiency in keeping that space empty. And 
you know, I think we talked about this like a month ago where I had to send an envelope from New York City to a town uh, 60 miles north in Connecticut. And for this FedEx envelope to go from Manhattan to Connecticut, it first had to be routed via uh, truck to Newark Airport. At Newark Airport, it went down to Memphis, where it was rerouted back to JFK. And then once it got to JFK, it went on a truck to Connecticut. I mean, it's absurd. It's completely absurd. It makes no sense, right? It makes absolutely no sense. And you could argue, well, that's logistics for you. And they've figured out a way to streamline it. But in a way that just seems really well, inefficient. Yeah. Well, the way the, the reason they do it, they, they're going to say they're like, oh, it's all about um, it's all about the hub and spoke model, right? Like, oh, I yeah. go through Memphis. Therefore, that's just it's just easier. You're looking at one package versus all of them, but it's complete BS, right? Like, the cost, the real cost to get that letter to where you were sending it was probably one fifth of what they spent on getting it to to Connecticut, right? Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that, you know, Connecticut's a commute, you know, it's a ton of people who work in New York City. They live in Connecticut and commute back and forth on a car every single day. And so every day of the week, every day of the week, Monday through Friday, you got an inbound and an outbound route. And it blows my mind that I don't, I, the, the best ideas are the ones that are so obvious, right? And this is one where it's like, what if somebody commuting home from work? took that letter for you um just in the car in the trunk whatever and got it maybe even half the way or the full way like isn't there a way to utilize that empty trunk space in every single commuter's car on that predictable path they take every day to use that as a solution to last mile on some level i feel like yeah and then there's something there right yeah and i and i think then you know you you ponder on that type of question and then i think the sort of secondary uh, thought that comes to mind is well how can you scale that and i think what we sort of discussed and talked about was that it wasn't necessarily about me as the sender finding some sort of transient commuter <laughs> some guy in like a toyota corolla from 1995 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like in Midtown East or Murray Hill, like, hey, are you commuting to Connecticut? Because I have an envelope. Like, it, it wasn't about turning them into mules, but it was more about how do you utilize technology and, and infrastructure that we know exists and pairing them with these predictable routes that are that are happening. So it, it isn't about that singular action of handing somebody an envelope and having them deliver it, but rather how can this idea plug into the existing infrastructure that already exists? Yeah. And that's really where scale and standardization come into play. So may maybe if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you think about it, it's like it's cargo space, right? there is cargo space that exists that is available moving from location a to location b there's tons of it now that is just completely unused think of how many people do you think commute from let's say san, sanford connecticut to new york city every day 
I don't know. Thousands. 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 People. Those are thousands of trunks that exist in trunk space. Cargo space is essentially what it is. It's just not being used. And uh, if it was just like a one-off trip, but these are persistent and consistent sort of routes that people are driving. So the cargo space is there. It exists. It can get you from point A to point B. The real hurdle here is like... How do you get it into somebody's trunk? How do you organize this sort of disparate group of vehicles that are driving back and forth? How do you make it so that the experience of you dropping off a letter is frictionless as possible, as well as the person who's driving doesn't have to do extra work? They're already doing the work, right? They're already taking the yeah. car from New York City or whatever to, to, to Connecticut for you. They're already working. So the, I think the key to this whole concept is you just, there has to be a way, and this is the, the heavy lifting part of making it a smooth process for both parties. Like where yeah. do they drop off the letter? Like where, where do they pick it up? All that kind of stuff. And my thoughts here are exactly that. It needs to be effortless, both for the person who's sending the letter as well as the one who's receiving it. So where, where we really went with this idea was let, let's use FedEx as an example, right? As a, as a person who had to send this envelope, I'm still going to go to FedEx. I'm still going to drop it off there. Uh, I may even have a pickup uh, coming from my house or my apartment building, just leave it in the lobby. Some FedEx delivery guy is going to come and pick it up. Like that's going to stay the same. Also on the receiving end, it's going to be a FedEx driver who's going to be delivering this envelope. So that, that needs to stay consistent, persistent, and effortless. I think it's really the in-between where there there's room for opportunity and it, it's sort of like plugging into the existing infrastructure so where, where we really started thinking big or outside the box was what if a company like fedex or let's say like a ups or maybe like a usps could plug into their existing infrastructure and then blend it with this sort of peer-to-peer -peer model that we've been thinking about where you know you have like hundreds if not thousands of cars going every which way every day of the week and you probably also have thousands of letters that are going in be, you know between financial institutions and and lawyers and whatnot going in between these two states what if like a fedex could plug into that and that really made us think of could we create the standardized shipping container of trunk space yeah. that's really where that big like aha moment is and if you look at the history of tcus which are like the standardized shipping containers for cargo freight you'll also notice there was like a big revolution that took place there and it wasn't like this overnight thing but there was this acknowledgement that if you can standardize then you can pack more and if you can pack more you can make things more efficient which in fact can then make things cheaper to ship as a whole so how dan tell me a little bit of how you think this sort of system distributed system that we talked about could work with with like a fedex what what does that look like in reality like if it if it plugs into their system here's what i'm thinking it's like you can't necessarily rely on let's say bob drives from um hartford connecticut to new york whatever and he does it most days of the week but you can't necessarily rely on him to always be driving monday through friday doing that let's say on friday he has to go to the dentist or something 
So what I think you have to do is for the driver part of this and the people driving back and forth, it's got, obviously it's gotta be an app situation. Uh, you, you know, maybe you check in every day so they know that you're actually gonna be there, that your car is gonna move from point A to point B. They track you on the app, kind of like the Uber app. So that would have to exist. I think too, when you're thinking about the uniform sort of storage unit or transportation unit in the car, when you do that, that creates all of these other efficiencies. You know how many you can fit in this type of trunk. You know what goes, what can fit into that unit. You can track the units, you can barcode the units. There's like all of these efficiencies that will exist when you create that sort of system and put it in place. Um, and then, you know, it's like, I think too, uh, it's an awesome idea. It's a fantastic idea. There are some hurdles to it, right? Like one would be, being able to track all of these drivers in the way that you want to or having consistent flow you know what happens during holidays when people aren't going into work and all of a sudden you just lost 50 percent of your cargo space going to and from new york <laughs> stuff like that pops up are people going to be okay here's another one how is fedex going to get into somebody's trunk are people yeah. comfortable that does the person who's driving the car put the stuff in their trunk like i'll give you an example uh, i'm out at our warehouse all the time and across the street Street. This is out by the the airport. There is an Amazon. Um, I guess you'd call it Amazon Distribution Center, but I think it's like Amazon Flex, whatever that system's called. Basically, sure. what you see is people lining up, trucks lining up. To, to come pick up packages and usually these are guys are like they rent u-hauls and they go just like pick up these packages like 100 packages and they're all lined up they throw them in their trunk and then they go is that that seems like that would be too much of a hassle to the person driving right yeah if you want to create it like frictionless and just you just do your normal route and we'll put the package in there how do you think that works how do you think that that yeah I mean, that's so fascinating with the whole Amazon flex model, where essentially you could be an independent contractor and just start hauling packages and delivering them. And yeah, I mean, it's a way to make money. Uh, so definitely. It's got to be so inefficient. It makes no sense to me. Of, of course. And you, you've seen uh, you've seen videos and, and articles about this, but it's not, you know, it's not all that glorious. It's the same sort of issues that a lot of, I think, uh, Uber and Lyft drivers are facing once once they do the math in terms of their their costs and their time. Uh, how, how much are they really making? How much are they able to bring home? But not to knock on this industry, like we're we're just thinking forward a little bit. But I think you you raise a good point. Like so, how how would that work? How how do you prevent like this inefficiency and 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 create this sort of frictionless, effortless experience? And I think really again it goes into plugging into that existing infrastructure that FedEx already has. So let's take an example of having this standardized trunk space. You know what a 2019 Corolla is going to be able to, to pack and ship. And, you know, maybe it's like a container of a uh, hundred envelopes that are going to go in between Stanford and Manhattan like let's call it Midtown, like a garage in Midtown. Perfect. So the way I see it is that 
you check in in the morning on your app. Hey, this, I'm, I'm doing the usual route. Like yeah. this is what I'm going to be doing from this time to that time. FedEx are, will already know that in, a, in advance, right? They, they have like a predictable sort of understand or our app creates like a predictable route of like who's going and when they're going, you're just validating that that's in fact the case. FedEx is going to have a, a key or a key fob to your trunk that allows them to essentially load your trunk uh, and put it in the equivalent of like a lockbox, meaning that you as the driver aren't going to be able to now open this uh, trunk space up yeah. for yourself. Absolutely. This is now this you're you're now like contracting your trunk space to to the FedEx yeah. organization, corporation, whatever they're called. And you do your regular drive and you show up at your garage or wherever you, you park your car and FedEx will know that they'll know exactly where you park, uh, whether it's the same garage you park at every day or street parking or whatnot. And essentially uh, FedEx uh, pickup uh, truck or van is going to be able to locate the trunk. They're going to be able to open it up and they're going to be able to take that uh, sort of box, that standardized shipping container out of your trunk, load it up into their van, and then they're going to be able to do local distribution from the, there on out. So like that, all those hundred envelopes that you carried may have to go to like another localized FedEx facility where it just gets spread out to where it needs to go in, in the city. But now you've cut out on that whole you know, go, going to Newark airport, just to, just to go to Memphis, to go back to JFK, to go like in this big circle around two rivers, which makes no sense. Oh, it makes no sense. What's interesting too, is that like, there still is this, um, there's not necessarily wouldn't be a friction point for you dropping off the package because you just go to FedEx, right? And there wouldn't be a friction point necessarily for the driver because they're just doing their normal route. But there still seems to be like a friction point in picking up the package for FedEx. Like if you're in a garage, do you always have to park in the same spot? That's kind of hard. What if you have to park somewhere different? Um, and then the bigger question too is where people, I think people would feel comfortable doing that. And, you know, obviously if they're getting, getting some cash for this, how much do you think people would, would be willing to, you know, be willing to do it for? You know, how much money do you get yeah. a mule? And, and we'll call mules. It's, <laughs> it's interesting because I think that's one of the things we obviously didn't talk about oh, yet, yeah. but sort of Im implied that the, the, the mules, the carriers w would be paid for, for their commute, uh, which totally changes up the paradigm of commuting because suddenly you're getting you're getting paid to do this monotonous thing that you have to do every single day of the week and that likely costs you a lot of money uh, when you add it up on a monthly basis between gas insurance uh fuel parking tolls yeah. uh parking yeah. ticket or two is it, you know it adds up like now now imagine you're you're doing the dirty work for a large corporation and you're <laughs> saving them you, maybe you're saving them one like flight down to memphis every day or maybe every week it, like now let's distribute th that that opportunity to to the drivers to the mules in the form of in the form of some sort of revenue share or or cost savings i, I you know i don't know i think i think it would really need to be modeled out, right? Like we need to see what the savings would be for a company like a FedEx or UPS using a distributed model like this and then uh, allocate a healthy 
piece of the margin back to the drivers. But I mean, look, if as a driver, as a mule, if I'm going between New York City and Stanford or Stanford and New York City, I don't care if you paid me 50 bucks. I, I'm not opening that trunk that day anyway. So I, I don't really care. Yeah. It's like you're it, it's it's a great idea because you're not really you're utilizing something that already exists that's not being utilized right this is free cargo space that's happening every single day nobody's getting paid for it people it's funny like people are essentially driving a delivery truck and they don't realize it right they're driving a delivery truck from connecticut to new york and back every single day and they're not making any cash for it in fact they're spending money to do that yeah that's insane it doesn't make any sense like it doesn't make any sense at all why people are not you you know utilizing that in a way that will even if it was like if it was like 20 bucks a week people would still do it because it's like if it if, if it really is frictionless for them and there's no really added complication besides maybe like having an app open when you go to and from work which you already have your smartphone up on your dashboard anyways yeah i mean it's a no-brainer um it's a whole it's a it's it's a total no-brainer and then also when you start thinking about all the challenges that last mile delivery creates you think about the congestion that large cities are having right like we have more people than ever living in large cities the infrastructure is being completely overwhelmed uh, we we need to start thinking more in terms of these micro interactions that people have on a very localized level and, and, and tapping into them instead of thinking that that big business and big enterprise is going to be able to solve for all this because big business and big enterprise they just scale up and down seasonality this that like yeah. think of like think of if even once a week you could save uh, a ups or a fedex like a long-haul flight uh, to and fro memphis because of this challenge. Imagine if you could just save that. Like, think of how many trucks are needed from to go f to and from JFK or to and from Newark Airport, like coming in and out of the city, like just congesting the streets. And it's, 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 it's maddening, right? Like there's so much cost in that. And I think if, if we start focusing on the things that reduce congestion on at a scalable level which i think would happen not from like the individual but rather from uh the the large corporation level you have such an opportunity to to make an impact and the less congestion you have the more you free up opportunity for this last mile challenge and there's also the, the sustainability part of this right if someone's driving the car in every day you know, and you can remove, you know, let's say three trucks to the airport and a, and a flight. That's like a massive reduction in carbon footprint. Massive. Yeah. Uh, and also, I got this as you were talking. I had this other idea. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, we're <laughs> hold using, up. Hold up. We're using, and this is what usually happens. We come up with some brand new idea. You're using car commuters to bring in packages what if bear with me now just thinking about new york city and how tons of people take the train in right from wherever jersey connecticut what if yeah. you could give them i'm just thinking like a briefcase that they could carry a, a handbag a duffel bag that they could carry in 
every day and they can do whatever they want to if you don't feel like it on on thursday to carry a bag in you don't have to um but say friday yeah i'm feeling pretty good i'm gonna pick up this duffel bag from fedex what's in the bag <laughs> can i know but now you put it on the train you get off at union wherever penn station and you just drop it off like two blocks away and think about that i mean that right there is a whole nother business model you have people moving here yeah you have cargo space on the train it's a consistent movement you just basically have a courier and we'll call it yeah everyone it's not a courier wow you know what that's genius everybody can be a courier like it doesn't it's not like we're going to democratize this it's not just about the person who can afford to drive into the city and pay for parking but now it could be the daily commuter hey like you want to you want to be like a postmates courier of of for like fedex i mean that sounds pretty respectable yeah why not and then you you know and you could it's like it's very much kind of scale up scale down do it when you want to i'm sure there'll be tons of people that want to make like five bucks to carry a bag yeah. that's all you're doing you're carrying the bag. pay for the train ride you're paying for the fucking train ride oh sorry should i not should i not curse no, I, I don't know there's no fcc for podcasts <laughs> Uh, Wait, this is so this is so insane. I could imagine. See, you I get you get to you get to the train, right? Like the park and ride or whatever it's called, and there's like a giant FedEx truck waiting. And literally, before you step onto the platform, you scan your phone, and they're like, "Here's your bag, sir. Here's your bag, ma'am." And you sling it around your shoulder, and off to work you go. And when you and when you arrive in. Uh, at Penn Station or Grand Central, like a block away, there's the drop off. Yeah. And they scan it. Storefront. Oh my goodness. Dan. That's genius. I mean, that's, dude. I mean, that's just like, because it, think of how many people commute in. Now you're going to have problems, right? You're going to have like, how big is the bag? Can the person carry it? It's going to have to be like very uniformed. It'll have to be like a uniform duffel bag or like side bag, handbag. But like, if it's letters, it's anything like that. Like I'm telling yeah. you, dude, there's something there. And it's, it's the same concept, but just removing the car. And just using the person and using the, the space on the train. Now, is Amtrak going to start getting pissed off that people are bringing in all the, <laughs> and the weight of their, uh, of their uh, <laughs> they use more fuel? Well, that's fine. We'll get into a fist fight with Amtrak. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like that idea. I like that's an you know, concept. But and you know, I got. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you could even build on it. Like, let's say you're taking like the Acela Express from uh, from like Boston to Washington DC. It's a different but, service level. But you're getting off in New York. Like, could you theoretically leave your bag on for somebody to pick up, like in Washington DC? <laughs> Or are we getting into like murky territory there? The thing is, too, is like you could. The funny thing, it's the same philosophy, right? As the car concept. The yeah. car concept. You're taking a transportation route. Uh, an activity that a human being is doing consistently on a daily basis and you're making that more efficient for society at large that's essentially what we're doing people and you're giving a side hustle you're giving people a side hustle a little bit of money it's a side hustle and like sure there's like things that you'd have to work out it's not going to be easy but essentially you're taking something that already exists and making it better 
and it's not going to that stuff's not going to change people aren't going to stop commuting to work there's always going to be that pipeline of people moving from point a to point b put a package on that person put a package in that car and now all of a sudden you've saved you know the shipping company saved probably a ton of cash we've reduced carbon footprint we've made everything more efficient everybody's happy yeah that's that's what we want and that's why you know that's why we do these ideas stuff like that i mean that's it's absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah we just want a happier world and more efficiencies and uh yeah it's super exciting courier (laughs) yeah i mean look it's already it's already happening look out your window everybody is uh delivering something people already bring stuff to i mean it's, it's such a great idea well i think that's a good that's a good stopping point for this episode i think um I think this is a great idea and I think we've developed it a little bit, but I think it more importantly is we sort of added on to it. Like that's like the, the, I think the most fun part in these conversations is we always have one idea a, and then we always get to idea B through the conversation and exploration of idea a. I mean, it's sort of always something new. Um, yeah. So we'll do this. We'll do this again, uh, hopefully next week or keep doing it consistently and keep coming up with new ideas. Any, anything closing thoughts, Bernie? Yeah, and I think I think that's really what it's all about. It's uh, this exploration of ideas, and I think it's also uh, helpful if if our listeners are out there thinking about this, if if they have anything to add on to yeah. this idea. Surely, surely is not perfect or or ready for launch, uh, but definitely if there's people out there who listen to this and get inspired or have thought about similar ideas, add on like contact us drop some comments uh however however that's going to work but yeah thanks thanks for listening and what a pleasure dan to to get this podcast rolling yeah really exciting stuff yeah so we'll be back uh hopefully very soon thanks for listening guys 